And I want to give you something from God's Word tonight that I believe is going to, I believe is going to help you. And I don't always, uh, I, I don't always preach and teach messages that go along with a, a certain season or a holiday. But I really believe this was the will of God for tonight. And so I want to draw your attention to Psalm 100 in your Bible. Psalm 100. And I don't have very long to do this in, so we're going to have to really get with the program. And so look, if you will, at uh, Psalm 100. And when you find your places, if you uh, have the uh, ability to do that, let's all stand tonight uh, out of respect for the reading of God's Word. Psalm 100, we're going to read all five verses tonight. And then I'm going to take it and break it down just a little bit. And I'm going to teach uh, from Psalm 100. I hope that it will be a help to you this evening. Psalm 100 and verse 1. The Bible says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And this is our text, verse 4. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. You may be seated, and just for a few minutes, I want to teach tonight on this subject, the gates of thanksgiving, the gates of thanksgiving. And so let's go to the Lord and just uh, simply ask the Lord to help us with the Bible study tonight. We'll jump right into this, and I hope it'll be a, I I believe it's going to be a help to you tonight. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your blessings, and Lord, thank you for a a great service tonight already. God, we, we could have the closing prayer right now, go home blessed. And so, Lord, thank you for speaking to hearts. Thank you for the great music. Lord, thank you for the wonderful missions emphasis time. Thank you for bringing the Delapaz family our way. We're privileged and honored to have them here tonight. Uh, great servants of the Lord. And then, Lord, thank you for our folks that came out on this night. Look, God, we thank you for the rain. We're, we, we don't want to complain. God, we're so thankful for these showers of blessings. And then, Lord, thank you for giving us a beautiful place to meet in and worship in, uh, in the dry. God, we thank you for that. And Lord, thank you for giving us a powerful word. And now I pray, God, that you'll, you'll knit our hearts together and help us to learn something that would help us to be uh, thankful. Lord, thankful servants of the Lord. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' name we pray and for his sake. And all God's people said, amen. amen. And so I want to draw your attention to back Psalm 100. But before I take you to a verse, I want you to notice what we call the superscription. Uh, Most of you, there may be a few of you have Bibles here tonight that don't have that, but most of you probably do. Look, if you will, at Psalm 100. But before we get to verse 1, right underneath Psalm 100, there's something there as we refer to as a superscription. And it says, a psalm of praise. A psalm of praise. And I want to take just a moment, I want to focus on that superscription. That word praise is the Hebrew word Tada, T-O-D-A. If we were going to spell it in our, in our letters, it would be T-O-D-A. That's what it would look like. Uh, and I love this. It literally means when the Bible says a psalm of praise, the word tada there means an extension of the hand in adoration. Again, an extension of the hand in adoration. And so Sunday, boy, choir, y'all did great Sunday. I mean, y'all were really getting with, getting with the program on Sunday, and it, it, was, it was blessing us and, uh, and in the congregation. 
But we got to one point in the song, the choir got to one point in the song, and I don't know that every hand went up, but I mean, just about every hand went up. I mean, it was just like, man, just about every hand of the choir went up. You know what that was? That was a praise. That was a, in Hebrew terms, that was a tada. That was a, an extension of the arm in adoration. I know every once in a while people come in and they're like, man, why do those people raise their hand? They don't even have a question. Why do they raise their hand? And that's what that is. That's praise. That's what the Bible's talking about there in Psalm 100. It is it is when God begins to speak to your heart and begins to do something in your heart and all of a sudden that, that goes from your heart to your hand and there, there is an, a, there's just a natural extension of the hand that just says, you know what, man, I gotta praise him. I gotta worship him. He's worthy of worship. He's worthy of praise. But the word praise there in the superscription is really rendered thanksgiving. Or thank offering. So you could sort of read like this, a psalm of thanksgiving, which is what Psalm 100 really is. And that makes perfect sense. We know that Psalm, the book of Psalms, was the Hebrew songbook. And under the Mosaic law, a Jew would sometimes, they offered many sacrifices, but at times they would offer something known as a thank offering. We find that, we won't go there tonight, but we find that Leviticus chapter seven. The Bible talks very specifically about that. Leviticus seven verse 12, the Bible says, and if he, uh, if he offer it for a thanksgiving, then he shall offer with the sacrifice of thanksgiving unleavened cakes mingled with oil and unleavened wafers anointed with oil and cakes mingled with oil of fine flour fried. Now again, I'm not, necessarily teaching on that tonight, but I would ask you this. When's the last time you made a thank offering? Now, we did that a little bit tonight, and that was a blessing, wasn't it? That was a blessing. But when's the last time you, when's the last time you made a thank offering? When's the last time you just took a little time and just thanked the Lord? I shared this with, with some of our people the other night. Uh, man, we have so many leaves in our yard. And I know I'm just one of many right now that have so many leaves in their yard. And, and the other day, I'm outside. And man, I'm, I've got my blower. And I'm blowing, the, I'm blowing the leaves off of our vehicles. are just covered. I mean, we've got, and we've got pin oaks in our yard, you know. And those little leaves just get everywhere. They get in every crack. They get in every crevice. I mean, they're just, they're everywhere. And I'm blowing the vehicles off. And I'm just, you know, just out there blowing. And I'm thinking, man, alive, these leaves, these leaves. And I'm, you know, I'm not saying this verbally, but in my spirit, I'm sort of doing that in my spirit. And the Lord said, you know where leaves come from? I was like, yes, sir, they come from trees. He said, yeah, and you've got some. Aren't you glad you have some trees? And I was like, yes, Lord, I am glad I have trees. I'm blessed to have trees. Some people don't have any trees. Some people don't have any yard. And, and so I, I took a little time and I sort of confessed that. I, I didn't do it verbally, but in my spirit, I was complaining and murmuring. And, and I said, Lord, I'm sorry for murmuring. I'm sorry for complaining. And you're right. And Lord, thank you for giving us good shade trees. And thank you. Uh, you know what? Uh, just falling leaves is a part of it. But, but I, I just want to ask us, when's the last time that you just took a little time and, oh, listen, church, and I, I'm not going to camp out in here because I don't have time. But man, you know what? 
boy, sometimes we're really, really exceptional at murmuring and complaining and being negative. And, and, but when is the last time that we just took a little time and just cleared off some space and said, Lord, you're good. And I thank you. God, I thank you. Man, every once in a while, every once in a while, you know what? I, I just, every once in a while, I just do a, I just do a wave offering. You say, a wave offering? What in the world? They, they did a wave offering in Old Testament days. Man, sometimes I just, sometimes I just read this book and it just gets so sweet. You ever done this? You ever just kissed it? Man, sometimes before I go to bed, I just, I'm reading this book and I'm telling you, man, it's just so sweet, man. I just, I'm just like, oh, man. You say, Pastor, you're weird. You call me what you want. Just call me weird then. And sometimes I just, man, sometimes I'm in this book and it just gets so sweet. Man, I just have to, I just have to do a wave offering to the Lord. I'm just like, Lord, thank you. Thank you for being so good. When's the last time you did a, you had a thank offering and, and gave a thank offering to the Lord? And I hope it's not been very long. But I want to draw your attention quickly tonight. I don't want to draw your attention to Psalm 100. And I, I'm going to try not to get you out of here too late, but, I, but we're here and we might as well get a blessing. Amen. And I want to draw your attention to Psalm 100, verse, verse number four. And look what the psalmist said here. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. That word gates, there's the Hebrew word sa'ar, S-A-A-R, and it means this, an opening. It means an opening or a gate. It means a gate of a palace. It means uh, the gate of a royal castle, the gate of a temple, the gate of a court, uh, of tabernacle, the gate of heaven. And some scholars believe that Psalm 100, when the psalmist referred to those gates, entered into his gates, they believe that that was talking about the temple. It's talking about the house of God. And we will get into that if we have time a little bit more here in just a little bit. But if you study that out, it really seems to imply really any gate. Just any gate, any, any type of gate. When, we're, when we enter into the gate, that we ought to enter into that gate with thanksgiving. And the way that you come through a gate, think about this, the way that you come through a gate determines much. You can often read people's body language by the way, by the way they enter a gate, by the way they come through a door, by the way they enter a room. You can tell. I mean, when they come through the gate, you're like, uh-oh, we're in trouble. You ever done that? You ever went to work and your supervisor walked through the gate and you're like, oh boy, it's going to be one of them kind of days. And you could tell, I mean, by the way he walked in, you know, his countenance was not good. He didn't have a smile. He looked aggravated. You can sort of tell if somebody's happy by the way they enter the gate. You can sort of tell if they're sad. You can tell if they're upset. You can tell, you know, you can tell if they're angry. Uh, again, by, by the way you enter the gate tells a lot about your demeanor and your your disposition, okay? Have you ever done this? Have you ever been in a fast food restaurant, maybe McDonald's or something like that, and you're standing in line in the fast food uh, line, you know, and you haven't quite got up to the, uh, up to the uh, register, and they're busy, 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 and all of a sudden this person comes in one of the doors, and they've got this crumpled up McDonald's bag, and they're walking. I mean, they're making a beeline to the counter, and this is what you're thinking. They're not happy. 
They went through the drive-thru and they didn't get pickles on their hamburger like they asked for pickles on their hamburger or, or they asked for this and they got something else or they asked for, you know, they asked for a Coke and they got a Dr. Pepper or, you know, whatever the case may be. Uh, they asked for a, a, a Diet Coke and they got a Coke. Oh, that'll really get you, that'll really get you there. And, and they, they walk back in and you can tell by the way they walk into the gate, you can tell it's not a good situation. Some of you remember years and years ago, many, many years ago, I was out, uh, I was out soul winning and we were just randomly, I mean, just out soul winning and getting ready to knock on a door randomly uh, over in Statesville, North Carolina. And we had no idea that this was a drug house, that we were getting ready to knock on the door. And, and we also had no idea that there were deputy sheriffs all around that place and they were getting ready to do a major drug bust. We had no idea. We're just out soul winning. I mean, you know, we're, uh, I've got my New Testament, and, uh, and literally we, uh, there's a, a gentleman, you know, <laughs> I use that term very lightly. There's a gentleman in the front yard, and I get out of my car, and my soul winning partner's with me, and we walk up to him and strike up a conversation, and, and I mean, literally, we only talk to him just a few seconds, and there's this red van, no windows, red van, and it starts uh, coming up this dirt road, and, th- and this is a dead end. We're at the last house on the dead end, and this van starts coming up the, the dirt road at a very accelerated rate of speed. It does not turn in the driveway. It just sort of jumps the ditch. And when it jumps the ditch, every door swings open. And deputy sheriffs come out of everywhere. They've got shotguns, nine millimeters. They've got helmets with little microphones coming down. I mean, they, they've got bullet, you know, flank jackets and... Uh, and all of this, and, and they're, I mean, guns ablazing. get up against the van, get up against the van. You say, what'd you do? I got up against the van, that's what I did. <laughs> I mean, I was born in the night, but I wasn't born last night, amen? Somebody points to 12 gates at me, I'm getting up against the van, that's what I'm doing. And, and, and I'll never forget, now it's, it's so, you know, it's so surreal now, but I remember you know, until they finally figured out what was going on. I, I remember being spread eagle on that van. And I'm watching all this go down. I'm watching, I'm watching deputies come out of everywhere. I'm seeing the dogs. I'm seeing the guns. I see some deputies, and they've got this, they, I, I see some deputies, they've got this battering ram in their hand. And we're outside the house. They go to the front door, and I mean, they don't knock. They don't ring the doorbell. Uh, they don't pass go. They don't collect $200. I mean, they just go to that front door and they take that battering ram and man, they just bust the door in. Now I said that to say this. Those people inside that house, which by the way, were many. Those people inside that house knew that was not the welcome wagon. Those people were not there to bid them, you know, have a good day. They were there. They knew what they were there for. They were there to bust that house, and they did. Now, I said that to say this. By the way, somebody comes through a gate. Tells a lot, doesn't it? And the Bible says here that you and I are to enter the gate. We're to enter the gate with thanksgiving. And you say, preacher, okay, all right. So where do, they, where, where do they enter the gate with thanksgiving? What, what gate are you talking about? Can I, give you, can I give you three? Hey, look at this. Several gates that we ought to enter with thanksgiving. Number one, we ought to enter the gate of our personal prayer with thanksgiving. Now take your Bibles quickly, if you will, and turn to Philippians chapter four. Philippians chapter four. And look with me at verse number six. 
Listen, we ought to enter the gate with thanksgiving, the gate of prayer, the gate of personal prayer, our personal prayer time, our personal prayer life. Look at Philippians chapter four and verse number six. Philippians four, verse six. Look at what Paul tells the church here. Philippians four, verse six. He says to the church, be careful for nothing. Don't worry, don't fret, don't be anxious. That's what he's talking about. Don't be full of anxiety. Be careful for nothing. But in everything by what? But in everything by prayer and supplication. But look at the next two words. With what? Thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. And then look what happens in verse seven. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You're in Philippians. Turn over a couple pages and look at the book of Colossians. I mean, you're right there in the back door. Look at Colossians chapter number three, literally just a page or two over Colossians chapter three. And look at verse number 15 with me. Well, to enter the gate of prayer with thanksgiving. Colossians chapter three, verse 15. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which also ye are called in one body and be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Listen, church, this is all I'm saying. Every time that we enter into our personal prayer time, you know what we ought to do? We ought to enter in the gate with thanksgiving. We ought to enter in with thanksgiving. Now, I want to show you real quick. I want to show you a classic example. There are many, but I want to show you a classic example of what I'm talking about. Take your Bibles and turn to your Old Testament tonight, and I want you to turn to the book of Daniel with me. Daniel chapter number two in your Bibles. Daniel chapter number two. We're talking about entering the gate of prayer with thanksgiving. Daniel chapter two, and when you find Daniel chapter two, look at verse number 19. Daniel chapter number two and verse number 19. Now, let me tell you what's going on. Uh, Daniel and the, uh, the wise men have been given a, a really a, a, an impossible task. They not only have to decipher the king's dream, but, they're, but they have been given the, the, the project of telling the king what he dreamed. Not only deciphering what he dreamed, but telling him what he dreamed, telling his dream. But we find here that God does that. God tells Daniel the dream. And he gives Daniel the understanding of the dream. And when God reveals the dream to Daniel, Daniel goes to that gate of prayer. But I want you to notice how he does. Look at Daniel 2, verse 19. The Bible says, then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision. God answers his prayer. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, blessed be the name of God forever and ever for wisdom and might are his and he changeth the times and the seasons. He removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. He revealeth the deep and secret things. He knoweth what is in the darkness and the light dwelleth with him. Look at verse 23. And Daniel in this gate of prayer, Daniel says, I thank thee and praise thee, O thou God of my fathers who has given me wisdom and might and has made known unto me now what we desired of thee, for thou hast made known unto us the king's matter. Now, what's your point, preacher? My point is, when Daniel entered that gate of prayer, he entered it with thanksgiving. Man, he went to the Lord and he said, Lord, thank you. 
God, you're a great God. God, you're a wonderful God. Blessed be your name. And Lord, I want to give you thanks. Listen, this is all I'm saying. Before you... Before you, and I'm not against you bombarding heaven about your needs. Do that. Take your petitions to the Lord. But how about this? How about thinking about this? Long before you take your petitions to the Lord, why don't you take just a little time and just praise him and just thank him before you start asking for that bill to be paid, for you, before you start asking for that healing, before you start asking for that answer to prayer, man, just take a little time and love on him and just take a little time and, and praise him and just take a little time and, and just thank the Lord for his wonderful, marvelous blessings. And by the way, church, you know what? That's not hard to understand, is it? Every single one of you folks that are grandparents, isn't that great? Man, if I'd known it was that good, I'd just had them first. Amen? Amen. And you know what? When your grandkids, when your grandkids come to you and they're thankful, you give me anything. One of our grandkids, I can't remember which one it was now. I think it was Mo Moses, I think. I'm not sure. Could have been Barrett as one, as one of the boys, I believe. He just walked in the other day and he said, Mama. You are so beautiful. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Right then, he could have got anything he wanted right then. Anything. I mean, anything. He could have said, Mama, I want a truck. She'd have gave it to him. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he could have got anything. You know why? Because, man, he just entered that gate with thanksgiving and just, and just praised her. Hey, listen, church, don't you know, don't you know that it makes the Lord feel mighty special when we enter that gate with thanksgiving. And so the gate, that gate of, of private, uh, of personal prayer, I'm just, I'm, I'm skipping through a lot of stuff here. But how about this next thing? Look at this. Not only the gate of, of personal prayer, but number, number next, the gate of our private residence. We're talking about entering the gate. Well, to enter the gate of our private residence. What are you talking about, Pastor? I'm talking about your home. I'm talking about your house. And you know, I, I, I do believe this. I really believe this would transform our homes if we just decide from now on and in 2024, when I walk through the door, I'm going to walk through the door with a different attitude. You say, well, preacher, I had a rotten day. Okay. So you had a rotten day. But you don't have to take it out on her. Or you don't have to take it out on him. Or you don't have to take it out on them. And so, so many people have a rotten day. You know what they do, man? They kick the dog and curse the cat. And I mean, they scare the kids to death. And I mean, they just come through, you know, gruff and grouchy and irritable and, and short. And, and, uh, and uh, all listen to me, uh, understand something that you can only make a first impression once. You don't get a second go. You don't get a second chance. Man, if, it, listen, if you come in and you're just, you're just gruff and short and, man, you just curse the ones that, that you walk in and you, and you say, I mean, it's the end of the day, you haven't seen each other all day long, and you walk in and the first thing out of your mouth is complaints and murmuring and I can't believe you ain't got supper ready yet. I can't believe the homework's not done. I can't believe. I mean, you know, listen, this is what I'm saying. You know what? When we enter a gate, we want to enter a gate with Thanksgiving. How about this? How about trying this one? 
I am so glad to see you. It's only been eight hours, but it, it seems like 80. You say, preacher, if I did that, my wife would <laughs> Well, try it. Take a nitroglycerin home with you, all right? But, but, oh, listen, I'm talking about, man, when we enter that gate, we ought to enter that gate with thanksgiving. You say, preacher, is it, you know, is it really that big a deal? And it really is that big a deal. Did you know the way that we come through a gate often determines the climate of the rest of the day? Can I show it? Can I show you? Will you take your Bibles with me and turn over to, uh, turn over to 2 Samuel chapter 6 and look at verse number 15. 2 Samuel chapter 6 and verse number 15. And here, here's an illustration, I believe, that goes right along with this, what we're talking about. 2 Samuel chapter 6 and verse number 15. Boy, Israel's having a great day. David's having a great day. 2 Samuel 6, 15. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. And as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michael, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. By the way, that's David's wife it's talking about. Verse 17, and they brought in the ark of the Lord and set it in his place in the midst of the tabernacle that David had pitched for it. And David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. And as soon as David had made an end of, uh, of offering burnt offerings and peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts. And, and he, he dealt among all the people, even among the whole multitude of Israel, as well to the women as men, to everyone a cake of bread and a good piece of flesh and a, and a flagon of wine. So all the people departed, everyone to his house. I'm telling you, man, they're having a, they're having a heyday. I mean, the ark is back, the presence of God is back, and, and David is just beside himself with joy. And, and the people are so, I mean, they're just full of cheer. And David just says, hey, I'm going to bless you, kingdom. And he just, he gives them filet mignon and he gives them, you know, leg of lamb and, and he gives them, a, you know, freshly baked bread and he gives them something to drink. And man, he just sends them on the way. And they're just, oh, listen, you talk about festive. It's just wonderful. Look at verse 20. So, verse 20. Then David reported, re, re, then David returned to bless his household. His private residence. And Michael, the daughter of Saul, oh man, she didn't even let him get in the house. That's never a good sign. And Michael, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, how glorious was the king of Israel today who uncovered himself today in the eyes of the handmaids of his servants as one of the vain fellows shamelessly uncovered themselves. And David said unto Michael, it was before the Lord which chose me before thy father and before all his house to appoint me rule over the people of the Lord over Israel. Therefore will I play before the Lord and I will yet be more vile than thus and will be based in mine own sight and of the maidservants which thou hast spoken of of them shall be had in honor. Therefore Michael, the daughter of Saul, had no child unto the day of her death. You know what happened? Michael, Michael uh, addressed David with some very, very hurtful, critical remarks. And if I read this right, their relationship never was right. They never recovered from that. Now, this is, this is all I'm saying. You say, well, preacher, I can't help it. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. 
And so I was just, I, I, I got home and I was mad. Okay, then go get you an axe and chop down a tree before you go in the house. And take out your stress on the tree or something, but don't take out your stress on your family, on your husband, on your wife, or your kids. Why? Because according to the word of God, we're to walk through our gates with thanksgiving. The gate of personal prayer, the gate of our private residence. We're done, we're done. Look at this, the gate of our public worship. Now go back again, Psalm 100, and we're done. Psalm 100. And look at verse four again. The gate of our public worship. And I'm gonna go back to what I said just a moment ago and explain that a little bit more. Some scholars believe that this is a reference to the house of God, and by the way, I believe that too. I definitely believe you can apply it like that. Psalm 100 verse four, uh, the psalmist said, enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and notice this next phrase, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and, and bless his name. And so the Bible references courts there. We believe that's a direct reference to the house of the Lord. In fact, you're in Psalm 100. Turn over just a few pages to Psalm 116. And look at verse number 17. Psalm 116 and verse 17. And look what the psalmist says about these courts in Psalm 116 verse 17. He said, I will offer to thee the sacrifice of what? Thanksgiving. And will call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all his people. Verse 19, in the courts of the Lord's house, in the midst of the old Jerusalem, praise you the Lord. You don't have to turn now, I'll just read it for you. Psalm 84, 10, for a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. Listen, church, I'm done. I'm done, but listen to this. Whenever you enter into the gate of public worship, enter with thanksgiving. Enter with thanksgiving. You know why? Number one, God is watching. Number two, others are watching. And they ought to, you know what? When they walk into Calvary Baptist Church, they ought to know, wow, those people. I don't know everything about those people, but man, those people are thankful. I can, I can see it. They, they, when they come through the gate, man, they're just, they're just full of, they're just full, absolutely full of thanksgiving. I was sharing my testimony with the tools the other night uh, after multiply conference. We took them out to eat. And uh, I was just sharing my testimony with Brother Randy. And, and, I, and I said, Brother Randy, I said, I remember the first time. I said, we, we drove down to Goose Creek, South Carolina. I said, and uh, we went down there and saw Brother Howells and Bill Pennell. And uh, it was a big conference. And we were, we were just, man, we were not used to any of that. And I remember sitting in that service that night. Man, it was packed. It was like a coliseum, and it was just packed. And, and man, the music got going, and it was really good. I mean, it was really good, good singing. And I remember one of the preachers got up and started preaching, and I can remember Miss Tammy and I, and Zach was just little. He was in a little car, car seat, you know, a little baby carrier at the time. And so we sat toward the back in case he got sort of out of sorts. And, and I remember us sitting back in the back and we were just watching. We were watching them sing and we were watching, you know, people praise the Lord. And I remember for the very first time, I remember seeing a man stand up in the service and just started giving thanksgiving in the service. Just started praising the Lord. And I was like, whoa. I never seen that before. 
I like it. And man, he just got up and just started praying. Not, not out of order, but just got full and just started praising the God of heaven. And uh, you know what he didn't know? Somebody was watching. I was watching. That influenced my life. Oh, listen, when you enter into that court of the house of God, enter in with thanksgiving. Old story. I'm done. You can close your Bibles. We're done. It's 838. We just went eight minutes over. Speaking of Brother House, he used to tell the story. He was pastoring a church, and man, this church was just growing. I mean, it was just growing, and by leaps and bounds, doctors were attending there, lawyers were attending there, the mayor of the city was attending there. I mean, I, the place was just, it was a ball of fire. I mean, things were just going on, and the church was really growing, and, and Brother House said, Anytime he opened it up for testimonies, he said there was this one man in the church and he said, I don't know how to explain it. He said his elevator didn't quite go all the way to the top floor. I mean, it just didn't, didn't quite go all the way up. You know, his, the cheese had sort of slipped out of his cheese sandwich. You know what I'm talking about? And he just wasn't quite, you know, wasn't quite all there. And, he was, and on top of that, he was a little tongue-tied. And Brother House would say, anybody have a testimony? And he said, man, that man would be the first one up. And this is what he'd always say. I want to thank the Lord for saving my soul, lift my feet out of miry clay, set my feet on solid rock, and establish my going. And he'd sit down. Said the same, same thing every single time. And so preacher would say, anybody got a testimony? Boom, he'd hop up. I want to thank the Lord for saving my soul, lift my feet out of miry clay, set my feet on solid rock, establish my going. Every time, without fail. One time there was a young couple in the church, young married couple in the church, and they said, preacher, we need to see you, and uh, there's a problem in the church, and we need to see you. And, and he said, oh, my. He said, okay, well, he, he said, absolutely, you come on in. So they came in the office, and, and they said, now, preacher, they said, everything's going great. And he said, I agree with that, and, and the Lord's really blessing. And he said, yes, I agree with that. But they said, preacher, we've got a problem. And he said, well, what's the problem? He said, preacher, we've got doctors coming to this church. And we've got, we've got lawyers coming to there, and, and the mayor attends here. And every time you open it up for testimony, that guy down there in the front, whose elevator doesn't go all the way to the top, pops up, first one, every time, and preacher, he says the same testimony every time. I'm gonna thank the Lord for saving my soul, lifting my feet out of the miry clay, uh, setting my feet on a solid rock and establishing my going. I mean, every time he does that, it's a problem. And preacher said, you know what? You're right. It is a problem. But he said, I think I got the solution. And they said, Pastor, we're so glad to hear that. We knew you would. What's the solution? He said, next time when I open it up for testimonies, he said, you beat him up and say, I want to thank the Lord for saving my soul, setting my feet on a solid rock, establishing my going. Hey, you be the first one up and praise the Lord. Listen, Calvary, whenever you walk through these gates, walk in here with thanksgiving. Why? Because God is good. He's good. And truth of the matter is, we don't thank him near enough, do we? We don't thank him near enough. Let's bow our heads tonight. Father, we love you. And thank you so much for the privilege to be here this evening. God, we thank you for everything that's been done in and through this service. 
God, I pray that you'd help us to be thankful people. God, if we're going to be thankful, we've got to be thankful. God, we've got to take time to think about the blessings of God. Oh, God, you're good. I'm thankful for salvation. I'm thankful for a godly wife. I'm thankful for my children. I'm thankful for my grandchildren. I'm thankful for health. I'm thankful, Lord, for eyes that can see. I'm thankful that I get to attend a great church. God, I'm thankful for the word of God. Lord, I'm thankful for food on my table and shoes on my feet. God, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for a, a roof over my head on a rainy night, and I'm thankful for the rain that's falling on the roof. And, and Lord, I'm thankful that there's a heaven, and I'm thankful that I'm saved, and I'm thankful, Lord, that you have saved my soul. God, help us as we enter our gates, whatever gate that may be. Oh, God, help us to enter with thanksgiving. And God, I pray that this Thanksgiving in, in, in 2023, God, may you help us to be the most thankful that we have ever been. And our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. And right before we stand, can I ask a question? I wonder tonight if there might be just one here tonight, anybody at all here this evening on this Tuesday night. And you'd say, Pastor, if I died, I'm not sure I'd go to heaven but I care enough to slip up my hand and let you pray for me. Is there one anywhere like that here tonight? And you'd say, Pastor, I'm not sure if I died, I'd go to heaven. Would you pray? Would you pray for me? Is there anybody like that here tonight? As far as I can tell, I don't think I see a hand. That means that everybody here tonight's born again, saved. So I want to ask you this. How long has it been? since you gave a thank offering? How long has it been since you took a little time and just said, God, you're so good. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Oh, God, thank you. My soul. Oh, man, Lord, I'm so blessed. Thank you. I'm alive. I'm breathing. Lord, thank you. Thank you. If it's been just a little while, since you've given a thank offering, here's what I want, you to, I want us to do in just a moment. When we stand, I don't want you to hesitate. I want you to make your way down to this old-fashioned altar. And I want you just to find a place, and I want you just to take a moment. And I want you to offer up a thank offering right now. And just thank the God of heaven for being so wondrously good to you. So with heads bowed and eyes closed, would you stand with us all over the house? Father... Thank you for this time we've had together. God, I pray that you'd help us to be a thankful people. God, we know this, that one of the things you stipulate in your word, that is the will of God, is that we be thankful, that we're giving thanks. Heavenly Father, bless in this invitation. Help us to be, Lord, help us to be so thankful. Lord, you've been so good to this church. My soul, God, you've been so good to this church. God, help us to be a thankful people. Have your way now, please. And God, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Our heads are bowed. Our eyes are closed. If you're here tonight and you say, Preacher, I need to do that, listen, just step out right now and just come like many are. Just come and offer up a thank offering tonight. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I want to give you some thanks. Oh, God, you've been so good.
been so good.